Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're tuned into the Believe in Bengals show with Solomon Wilcox and Adam Pacman Jones. Welcome, everyone, to this preseason edition of the Believe in Bingo podcast. He is Adam Pacman Jones, and I am Solomon Wilcox. Thank you for joining us. And Adam, uh, we get to talk a little bit about the Bengals' second preseason game. That's right, two preseason games already in the books, one more to go. But this game against the Giants, I got to ask you, what stood out the most to you? First of all, uh, the first half was, mm, I think we had two men in penalties the first half. But the way we came out, the uh, the first uh, offensive drive after the second half really stood out to me. Um, I think on special teams, um, the Gunners stood out uh, pretty much most of the game, I would say. Um, only thing I was subject on is the punt return game and the punter. Um, we got to get more hang time on the ball. Um, no way the punter should be making kicks. I mean, making tackles. Sorry. See, I thought you would say you were excited about the special teams because Chris Evans took one 75 yards. Remember last week he had one call back because of the penalties. This one, uh, it you know, they didn't have it wiped out. I thought you'd be impressed by that 75-yard kickoff return. And I, I was a little bit, but it's yeah. early still. I, I do <laughs> I do think Chris is the guy, though. No, yeah. that's yeah. that's no no question about um the return game. He is definitely the guy. That's why we made uh I guess moves last week when we cut a guy, but he is the guy. Um I think Darren is doing a good good job right now of dialing in on the special team because this is the part of the game that can change. I mean, this is the part of the team that can change the game. We already know who our 22 starters are, um, but it was a lot of guys that played good. And it was some young guys too, Sally. You get what I'm saying? We've been talking, we've been talking about him. He first, he got his hand on his first one. I know, I know. And and look, Dax Hill had an incredible first half and that's who you're talking about. He had the interception off the Giants quarterback, Daniel Jones, but he also had six total tackles uh, in the first half of the game, had the interception. I know Lou Anaromo, the Bengals defensive coordinator, was excited about watching uh, Cam Sample, the way he played on that screenplay uh, defensively early in the game, uh, the way Joseph Asai was able to get a stop on fourth and one to get the Bengals off the field, get the defense off the field, and get the ball back for the offense early in the game. The way Dax Hill performed defensively, Cincinnati Bengals had two takeaways, one on special teams, and then the interception by Dax Hill. Yeah. Uh, that came in the first half of the game. Uh, we're going to talk to Lou Anaromo, by the way, later in the show. He's going to visit us right here on the Believe in Bingo podcast to get to tell us what he was excited about in terms of that defense and what we could expect moving forward. Hey, Adam, I got to ask you about, I don't know if you saw the cut block by Thaddeus Moss on Kevon Thibodeau. 
There's a lot of talk on social media about it. Clean cut I, block. I thought it was a clean. It block. was give clean. Me, give me your impressions. It's clean. Like, come on, bro. We can't. We can't turn the game into tiddly winks. Come on, bro. Like everybody <laughs> knows in football, that was a clean play. Hey, bro. Do you know you're playing in the NFL? You better get your damn damn hands down and stop the guy mm. before he get to your knees. Hands down. Hands That's down. Kevon How long Kevon Thibodeau been playing ball? They, listen, since you and I was knee high to a poodle, the first time you step out on a pop one or a little league football field, they teach you how to take on a block. Yeah. That's if you're on the defensive side of the ball. They also teach you how to take on a cut block. Thaddeus Moss was coming for the kickout block. He's looking at the man right in the right face. Right in his eyes. And then went down <laughs> low on him to cut block. And if you're going to be a pass rusher in the NFL – everybody's going to try to cut block you because your game is a speed game and they're going to try to do everything to slow you down. So for those people who take it to Twitter and social media and act like this was a dirty block, I got news for you. Read the rule book first and then ask Kevon Thibodeau to be a fundamental football player. Love it. I love it because at the end of the day, it, it can't get no cleaner than that. That's right. Like, was it a good block? Yes, it was. <laughs> was he ready for it? <laughs> no, no, he, he wasn't. wasn't. <laughs> I don't know if he <laughs> thought that he was back in OTAs or whatever. I, I don't – for some reason, he forgot it was live bullets out there. And, and at the end of the day, I love the block, actually, to tell you the truth. But, man, you got to keep your head on the swivel, man. It's live bullets. Hey, I like to tell you, every defensive player, self-respecting defensive player, hates getting cut blocked. Just because we hate it doesn't mean that the offense is wrong. Now, that's their, they have a job to do, too. We know this. And there's going to be times they go low on us. But you and I, we know this. There's a way of stopping it. Yeah. You got to – if you – if an offensive player go low – You better get your hands out. You, if you – I'm telling you, there's so many things you could do to make him wish he would never go low on you again. <laughs> And once you do that, guess what? They won't yeah, go low on you. They That's won't. how you stop it. Soon as you, if you take your hands and put it on his shoulder pads, he's going to jam his face right into the turf. Bam! Right into the turf. You'll never cut block you again. If never. he goes low, once they duck his head, you I can't tell you how many times I wore out this forearm on that, chin, on that chin strap. And that's a legal defensive play to keep players off your knees. And in fact, Kevon Thibodeau ain't going to play long in the NFL if he can't keep players off his wheels. I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, and guess what, guys? Your legs are your money makers. Keep people off of your knees and your legs, man. That is how you get paid. You got to be able to move around. All right, we're going to step aside. Adam Pacman, Jones, Solomon, Wilcox here on the Believe in Bengals podcast. We'll be back with more. And when we do come back, we're going to have a conversation about not only what we saw take place in the second preseason game, but what you could expect this upcoming week. Because guess who's coming to town? The L.A. Rams. That's right. Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Matthew Stafford for the third and final preseason game at Paycor Stadium. Adam, hey, this week, guess who's in town? The defending Super Bowl champion L.A. Rams coming to Cincinnati for a joint practice with – the Cincinnati Bengals, as you well know, Zach Taylor and uh, head coach of the Rams, Sean McVay, very good friend. Zach Taylor came to us 
from the Rams, where he had been the offensive coordinator. So these two teams are working against one another this week. You know there's going to be maybe a dust-up or two. What do you think the Bengals need to get out of this joint session as they practice with the Rams and get ready to play them in the third preseason game? I think this is more of getting just timing with Joe and the guys. You get what I'm saying? I'm quite sure they probably won't play won't play in the game. This week will be a game practice situation. Um, a lot of one-on-ones uh, as far as the linemen, the receivers. So we'll get to see a lot of things um, during this practice. I think the most standout thing is how my guys up front protect. You know what I mean? Um, we, we got a whole new bodyguard staff. I had a chance to lay on the ground, which I hope Solomon will throw that little clip in there for you guys. But I'm eager to see how my guys take care of Joe. How do Joe Mixon um, running game improves with the guys up front? Um, I, I think this would be an unbelievable practice, but I think we have the upper hand because they, they, they're they missing a couple guys that they had on this team last year. But we know the front is a good front. The back end is a good back end. So we'll get quality work out of this this week. And we should let Cincinnati Bengals fans know none of the starters are going to play in this third preseason game. None of the Rams starters are going to touch the field in this game. None of the Bengals starters are going to touch the field. In fact, in talking with Cincinnati Bengals head coach Zach Taylor, he said that the work is going to get done in practice. That's what they're going to use this week of practice to get Joe Burrow ready, to get T. Higgins and Jamar Chase ready, to get that offensive line ready for Aaron Donald that the work is going to get done on the practice field. So with that said, you know who Jalen Ramsey is. We all can go back and we remember that first possession by the Bengals in the Super Bowl. T. Higgins, he took Jalen Ramsey, just threw him by, caught the ball. Should have been a penalty, let's be fair. But T. Higgins scored a touchdown. And Jamar Chase was having his way with Jalen Ramsey. I still believe it. if Joe Burrow's not sacked on that final play of the Super Bowl, Jamar Chase is going to catch the game-winning touchdown. I, I can tell you right now, Jalen Ramsey is going to come and be a little bit chippy in these practices. Am I right? Um, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm um, not. <laughs> Jalen Ramsey is a dog. But if you go back and watch that film, it's a lot, dog, a lot of dogs on the other side of the field. And you know when you get two dogs, sometimes <laughs> one of them don't want to fight. You get what I'm saying? But I, don't, I, I, I have the utmost respect for Ramsey to me he's so still he's yeah. still the number one guy as far as cornerback wise but man this should be exciting which what the fans have to realize is we went all the way to the Super Bowl last year so bodies and, and, and getting your body back going we don't want to just be out here throwing guys in for preseason and we already know who the starters are so fans y'all y'all don't get too riled up that the starters are not playing because I've me and Solomon been to the practice and they are doing the work in practice. So I can really you that. That's right. That's right. And um, you know what, Solly? I would I want to see how our secondary handles Cooper Cup. Um, I think we should it should be all man to man. I don't think we should try to out scheme them in practice. I think we should go in this and see who who can really cover as far as the secondary wise. Um, I think a, a lot of reps with Dax, Dax uh, Hill with um, the safety being out, it, with Jesse being out is very mm-hmm. critical. Um, Jesse, come on, man. It's about time for you to get back, baby. <laughs> we need you. Right now we have 
a very special guest, Cincinnati Bengals defensive coordinator, Lou Anaromo, joining us on the show. Coach, how you doing today? Doing great. Doing great. Just uh, flew back uh, late last night, early this morning, however you, however you want to look at it. but uh, Take it off, Coach. <laughs> yeah, man. Take it off. Roll. Hey, well, now take us back uh, through it because we thought the defense, we thought some young guys that really stood out. We want to get your impression of the performance against the New York Giants and how you feel your guys performed in that game. Yeah, I made a point to the young players the other day before we left. I said, listen, the Giants are going to play their ones and uh, – you know, you guys that are playing are going to have an opportunity to really show, you know, uh, you know what you what you're made of to us and and to everybody in the organization. And I thought we came out and played well, especially early. Um, you know, forced some turnovers, had a couple of big uh, stops on fourth down, and um, you know, you're doing those type of things. It's going to work out pretty well. So, you know, Dax Hill flashed again, made a hell of a uh, break on the ball, and you know, uh, Cam Sample continues to to do some really good things, show us flexibility and. Uh, I was I was pleased with a lot of guys. Hey, coach. Um, I had a great conversation when I was over there with you guys. Um, and I'm still looking in, dialing in, in certain areas. Um, besides Dax, because Dax did play really good to me. Um, yep. what's another young guy that's in in the group that maybe we didn't get to see that did everything right as far as exiting those uh up front? Yeah. Uh, so up front, I'm I'm uh. Again, I mentioned Cam Sample, but I, but I also I think the young kid uh, Zach Carter did some nice things last night. You know, he's a guy that we're going to move around a little bit, uh, but showed some he can anchor in there when he's getting doubled in the run game and has quick enough feet to to provide some pass rush on the inside. I'm I'm hoping so. I was I was pleased there. You know, Jeffrey Gunther again showed uh, some things. Uh, it was a long way to go there. There's some some things you've got to clean up, but uh, you see the athleticism, and uh, I was I was I was pleasantly surprised there. I tell you, the guy that I'm really proud of that had a heck of a game last night is Jalen Davis at the nickel spot. Mm. JD is one of my favorites. Um, he's tough. Start with that. He's a tough, gritty uh, guy. He's not afraid to tackle. Um, you know, he's got good timing in his blitzes, and you saw all that last night. I'm, he's having a heck of a training camp, and, uh, you know, we have a, a great nickel in, in Mike, but uh, J.D. Is, uh, is one of the better backups in the league. Yeah, you got a lot of these young guys that are flourishing. Every time I talk to NFL fans, I tell them, look, when the young guys can get on the practice field and produce right away, I, I do believe it's a sign of really good coaching. So that's props to you. I, I want to know – I know this is going to be a big week because – you guys are going to work with um, the defending Super Bowl champion. L.A. Rams are coming to town. You just saw him in the Super Bowl. And now mm. you get to practice with him this week in a joint practice. Tell me what you're looking to get out of these practices and what are you expecting from your guys? Yeah, so we've told the, the first group of guys that this is going to be their preseason game. You know, they're not playing at all in the preseason, the three games. And uh, they're going to get somewhere between 70 and 80 reps between the two days. So this is it. This is this is their uh, time to get ready for the season. You know, as you guys know, nothing will be live, but these these things get competitive, as, as you guys, again, know. <laughs> yeah. um, so, uh, you know, we want to get good work in. We don't want to make it uh, chippy. I'm sure there's going to be a few things left from the Super Bowl that people got to get off their chest. Yeah. yeah. Being, me included. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh but no, we're we're uh, we're looking forward to it, and, and those and I know our guys are too. Hey, coach. Um, sir, a lot of the defensive back coach that I love, Coach 
the defensive backs first and then went to be the coordinator of the defense. Yourself was a defensive back coach. Teach our fans a couple of things right here about being versatile in coverage. How uh, important and important is that um, as far as defensive-wise? Like, for instance, you have the guy, number 33, he's very versatile. You bring him in on different packages. Can you teach the fans uh, a little something about being versatile on defense? Yeah, for sure. I, I, I think, you know, and Adam, you know, just because you played it at such a high level and, um, you know, it, especially these days, like we're putting five, six, seven DBs on the field at a time nowadays. And, and you brought up Trey Flowers. You know, we're the only team that claimed him. And as soon as I saw that he was available, I'm like, OK, there's our guy. We got to play all these tight ends last year. And there's our guy that can cover tight ends uh, and did a heck of a job for us all, as, as everybody saw down the stretch and during the season. Uh, so his flexibility of doing that. Uh, and then not only just going in there um, and every time we put him in there, it's man. Obviously, those guys are working on the other side of the field, too. So uh, Trey can not only play uh, man concepts, but he goes out there and he does a hell of a job in our zone drops that we teach him, too. So it's not just one or two things that we do when he's on the field in those situations. So it's vital these days. And and uh, I'm going to be selfish here for a second and say, um, as a DB coach, um, I'm always looking at the game from the back end up. Yeah. And if if somebody's struggling, because if a three technique gets out of his gap, you know who sees that? Me and every <laughs> uh, every the, only the coaches on, uh, and the players on Monday morning. Mm -hmm. When a deep when a corner screws up, you know who sees that? <laughs> everybody. Everybody. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And so and it's usually that usually equals seven points. So mm -hmm. you know if a guy's struggling and it happens to the best of them, it happens to everybody. Um, you know, there's got to be ways to protect them first. And then we kind of that's how I always have looked at it. And uh, it serves me well. And I think they appreciate that because of it. Hey, Coach, I just want to say thank you, because all of the people that's watching don't understand how many hours go into putting oh. in work at the stadium. Right. I'm quite sure y'all got back really late last night. You probably didn't even go home, <laughs> went right into the stadium, looked at the film again. I'm quite I'm quite sure you watched it six times on the plane. Yeah. Go back into the, uh, uh, the the stadium when you get here. Go make the corrections. Then this morning, 7, 8 o'clock, we back in here. And we we taking a lot of your precious time right here. So I just want to say thank you, man. No, That's I right. appreciate you. You nailed it. You know, we. I think I think I pulled back up here at like 3 a.m. <laughs> so uh, that's what time we got back. But you know the drill. That's that's part of it. And, uh, you know, uh, we got out of there a little bit later than we thought, you know, but uh, but all good, man. That's uh, I'm, I'm happy. I'm glad I'm doing this with you guys. Trust hey, me. And coach, you know, we want people to know just how well you use players, I think, in very yes. critical situations. Their use of Sam Hubbard. Uh, last year in the AFC Championship game against the Kansas City Chiefs, phenomenal. Did the same against Lamar Jackson. I remember uh, in that first game against Baltimore yeah. last year, the way you spy with him, using his athleticism, your use of Trey Flowers on Travis Kelsey. And I can name so many other players, particularly in the, in the back end of games in the second half, your adjustments against the Kansas City Chiefs, Chiefs. twice in one month. Two times. We got to give y'all a nickname. We got to get. We got to give you a nickname. We, we need a nickname. So we, you got any advice for us? Do you have any no, advice? I'll let I'll let you guys figure that one. I got enough already. 
from my boys back. Oh in. my <laughs> God, we gotta get them. I'm gonna think of one by next by okay. Friday Adam, or Sunday. Adam, I'll just, have you one. Adam, just call Rashad. He'll tell. You, he'll help you out. <laughs> okay. I will. There you go. We're we're coming up with a nickname. If we want Cincinnati Bengals fans to weigh in on it, what's a great nickname for the Lou Anaromo? specially designed defenses that he's given us in the second half, the way yes. that he uses players in a tailor-made way to turn back NFL offense. It's not easy to do. Coach, we want to thank you for taking the time. We know you're busy. Got to let you go. But thank you for joining us on the Believe in Bingo podcast. Anytime, man. I had a great time. And uh, just hit me up. I'm, I'm always available for you guys. Right now, it's time to drive around the AFC North Division, talk about what's been taking place there. Let's go ahead and start with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, okay. Yeah, it was thought that after Ben Roethlisberger had retired after 18 seasons, they wouldn't have a quarterback. Right now, all three of them, including the rookie Kenny Pickens, playing pretty well through their first few preseason games. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, you know, I have nothing to say good about Pittsburgh. Uh, I've I, I seen where they talking about Kenny ready to take live reps. It really doesn't matter, man. Um, I, I, I'm, I, I can't wait to week one. That's all I'm gonna say. We play y'all week one. It's gonna be a, a electrifying atmosphere. Um, y'all go ahead, get your reps. He needs some varsity reps, like Coach said. That's so let's right. make sure. Let's make sure he get his varsity reps so he'll be ready for the varsity I, game. I gotta give Kenny Pickett credit. He looks smoother than the other veteran guys. He's completed eighty six percent of the 22 passes that he's thrown so far in the two preseason game. And he looks poised. He looks under control. Now you and I both know preseason, nothing like what he's going to face in the regular season when the uh, com complicated defenses are blitzing them and doing all those things. But Disguising. so far he's passed the test and now I've got to give him credit for that. I, I, I prefer Kenny Pickett to start. We won. I know um, that's right. Yeah. Hey, we go. like that. We like that rookie stuff. Bring yes. that rookie stuff in here because Lou Anaromo's got something for you. Ain't no Lou, doubt Lou about it. it. Hey, let's talk about the Cleveland Browns. As you well know, uh, their quarterback, Deshaun Watson, is going to be suspended for the first 11 games of the season. That means the backup, Jacoby Brissett, is going to be the starter early in the year for the first 11 weeks. Um, what do you think about Jacoby Brissett? Can he at least keep this team above water until Deshaun Watson returns? I had a chance, and I looked at they they schedule, and I'm just going through the schedules. Like, all right, he get back week eleven. What might what might the record look like? Well, they could go four and one, pretty much the first four or five games. But after the fifth week five, it gets hard. It yeah. get real hard. So, um, we'll see. Can he manage manage the season? You know, uh, maybe have him fifty fifty by the time. Um, Deshaun get back, but I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, I really think they'll start off hot because the schedule, though, with the defense they have, yeah, um, with the running back Chubb, um, they don't have to do too much to win because this running game and this offensive line is top tier. See, so, I think, um, yeah, I think you just nailed it. I, I think yeah. Jacoby Brissett is going to lean on the offensive line. He's going to lean on Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in that backfield. And I think they get to play a conservative approach with a good defense and the run game. I think they can be a little more conservative, more so than they would have to be with Deshaun Watson. And I still think they can win for the first five weeks, four and one, uh, yeah. maybe uh, maybe three and two 
we'll see. But you're right. When the when the big boys come to town, they got games against the Patriots. Mm-hmm. They got games against Tampa and obviously against our Cincinnati Bengals. It'll be interesting to see how, how they could do it. Uh, let's stop by the Baltimore Ravens. As you remember, they pretty much was decimated, Adam. Yeah. A ton of injuries. They lost their entire backfield before they even got into the regular season one year ago. By the time they get through the season, Lamar Jackson's hurt. Uh, their offensive line's pretty much banged up. Both cornerbacks missed most of the season, and Marlon Humphreys and Marcus Peters, a healthy Baltimore Ravens team. And, oh, by the way, Lamar Jackson, by all accounts, has been looking lights out so far in preseason. Out of division, this the team that scared me the most. Because uh, when Lamar is at his A game and his body is feeling good, um, he's hard to stop. With the secondary, they got an older second get secondary. Um, the special team game is always good in Baltimore. Um, I would say if I had one team that was on the fence or that scared me a little bit, um, it would be Baltimore. Baltimore is a good team. They're very, very, very sound um, when it comes to defense and getting pressure to the quarterback. Um, if they healthy, we we got to have our A game. So, And right now they say they healthy. All the stuff that I've been reading, um, they look really good. It's okay. We want them at their best. Yes, we, we don't do. care what they got. We we Cincinnati Bengals is more <laughs> than up to handling the Baltimore Ravens. Hey, we want to thank everyone for joining us on another edition of the Believe in Bingo podcast. He's Adam Pacman Jones. I'm yes, Solomon Wilcox. Don't forget that you can catch us every single week. That's right on Valley Sports Ohio. And you can catch the Believe in Bingo podcast by going to Believe.com or the Believe Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V. If you believe, I believe. Don't forget to join us again right here next week. Who day? Who day? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.